Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I return to the studio tonight. We are covering some news, and boy, have we got some news. Um, the Washington Post, within 30 minutes of me going live, changed the headline on an article. Uh, apparently, there's a reason Americans are so angry all the time. A woman was turned away by her doctors, and apparently the Supreme Court is imploding. Let's get to it. That is absolutely right. Find it here. Go find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh, Even if you don't give us money, those things help us immensely. It helps us get our information out to the world easier. Um, So if you're on YouTube, hit the notification bell. Set to always because you want to know every time we go live. If you're on Facebook, uh, like and uh, subscribe or follow us, I should say. YouTube, you subscribe. Twitch, follow us over there as well. Twitter, follow us. Do all those things. Share the video. Comment. Be the the savage animals you people continue to be um, because we like it. It's... uh, it's, it's a good time. We're going to go into our first segment, which is the 811 call before you dig segment. Um, because if someone breaks into your house, why call 911 when you can just deal with it yourself, not have your dog get killed, and then just bury the body yourself? The price for ammunition, as of the last couple of days, actually, surprisingly, has been steady. Uh, let's see, since nine fourteen, it's been thirty four cents, and it's holding a steady line. So it looks like we found our new average ish for nine millimeter. Um, that would probably be a mix of inflation as well as the continued high demand for ammunition. Um, it, as as the surplus comes in, um, it may go down some more. But with inflation, it's man, it's hard saying. I, I highly doubt it. I'd say thirty-four cents, unfortunately, is the new average. Um, Carly Sutton has posted. She is a fantastic and invaluable member of the team. Her, uh, Jenny, I had to think of her name there. 
two amazing people who work behind the scenes you never see on here, but they do a lot of work. Um, they uh, they help keep the show running. They post comments for us, share stuff. So they're they're amazing people. Um, they're the ones that get everything done. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I in fact do not do everything. It's all uh, it's all Carly because she's my boss. But that GoFundMe link, what that is, it's the same as this one. Because apparently every time you copy it from GoFundMe, it changes. But uh, <clears throat> what's going on is Natalie Bruno's team is going to be doing a formal announcement on the 21st for her candidacy for governor for Oklahoma. And what I need... Well, so uh, I should say, she's asked me to... Uh, MC the event for some reason. Um, I guess she's. It's been so long since she's been on the show. She's forgotten what a shit show I am. But she's offered it nonetheless. She's excited about me coming out there. Apparently, I was her first round draft pick. But uh, so what I need is uh, people to help either share the GoFundMe link or help donate. We're already. I, I created the link last night, around nine o'clock, I believe, and it's already up to one hundred eighty dollars. We only need to hit three twenty. Uh, the flight is immensely cheap, and lodging will be cheap as well. So if we can hit that three twenty mark here in the next couple of days, that'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, help help, uh, poor povertarian bootleg get on out to Oklahoma. Also. If that's not incentive enough, uh, if I can get out to Oklahoma, Will and I will do a show together live on the same casting couch in his uh, in his living room there. So if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what will. I assume nothing will. Will. Will will. Anyways, moving on. Let's do some advertising here. Tom52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. There's no quit in Queter. That's Tom Queter for New York State Senate because Tom runs better than the government, even though his feet are basically useless. They're like an appendix. They're there, but they don't do anything. But he still runs better than the government. The Tennessee Radical Caucus. The most radical of caucuses. Uh, these are the libertarians that... Uh, stay true to their beliefs you know they're they're you might even say radical about it if you'd like to know more or get involved go to the redactedcaucus.org or find the tennessee radical caucus on facebook i do believe they have a facebook group and we've got this guy fuck jack casey uh he, he's written three books uh i am contractually obligated by a super fan of his um, to say that it's a good book like a fan actually pays me money more money than Jack Casey to say that it is a good book I refuse to read it I will not be reading it Um, it, it will never happen not only because I am illiterate but because fuck Jack Casey also the Alaskan Raven for all you meme needs uh, go check out the Alaskan Raven on Facebook. Also sponsored by this show is this show and our awesome merch store. Go to 
notarealpodcast.com to check out our merch. Also, you can get some background on the show if you've uh, recently joined and just started, you know, watching us here recently. Um, you can go to realpodcast.com and, you know, find out a little bit of our history, find out a little bit about each of the hosts. And uh, you can check out some of this sweet, sweet merch like uh, Thou Shalt Not Fucketh Around or Thou Shalt Find Out. We've also got Don't Hurt People, Don't Take Their Stuff. Super simple. But yet, they mess it up all the time. Hashtag Fuck Jack Casey. Hello, James. How are you doing today, sir? Yes, meme horror, Jenny. Uh, no, you 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 spelt that wrong. It's meme horror with a W, uh, W H O R E. She she actually requested that name because that's how much of a savage human being that she is. Uh, there's plenty of content that she makes that we cannot post on the page because I'm sure it would violate Geneva Convention. That's how great they are. Also, last ad read. The Greasy Porcupine. Go to greasyporcupines.org. Uh, they offer road services, tune-ups, maintenance, service and repair, affordable pricing, excellent customer service, and quality workmanship. I need to get a still for this because the video just is too short. <clears throat> but uh, it is a volunteerist business. You pay what you think it's worth, plus the cost of the parts. And that's it. If you want to pay more, if you want to pay less, that's on you. Uh, he he is doing great things out there with with that business, and so uh, we want to you know give him a shout out. Also, he's a sponsor, so I'm kind of have to give him a shout out. But he's it's awesome. He's he's great. He does a lot of good stuff. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out. He also has a, a program where if you are a mechanic and you would like to get involved, or you you know. Maybe you're not super mechanically inclined. There's other ways you can help out. So uh, go check it out and uh, do the things. So we're going to... Uh, actually, you know, I'll go ahead and address this. I got an anchor call-in moment. Um, I usually don't do these on this show. Uh, those are usually for the Thursday show, and I really haven't promoted it much. Uh, it's just... It's just been one of those things. I've been focused on growing the brand. Um, but when people do anchor calling moments, I really can't turn them down. So I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way because this show, it's going to take some weird turns. So let's go ahead and just start it off in a weird spot because that's what we do. This is from a certain Sean Hickman. Let's see, make sure the volume's up here. Bootleg, I have a question for you. Wanted to know what your stance is when it comes to uh, the fair tax. Um, wanted to see if you could cover the idea of how a fair tax taxing consumption would be uh, perhaps an improvement over the income tax. If you could address that issue, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So he... <clears throat> The, the fair tax, in my humble opinion, I think it's a little more complicated than what it needs to be. Um, 
So the, the fair tax, if I am remembering correctly, is a system designed to where you pay basically a flat tax and there's a waiver. Um, people who like, or it's like a, a, a prebate, I, I believe is the terminology they use. If you make under a certain amount, you get a prebate and all these things. Um, I think I think it it's so it's still complicated enough to where you would have to have people involved with the tax uh, system on that. Um, I would actually prefer a flat sales tax, um, and the reason I say that over um, like a uh, like like a fair tax, and I, I know these are going to be fairly similar, and they may overlap. Yeah, I'm seeing people say I'm a fucking idiot. That's fine. I've not done a whole lot of research into this. Um, but basically, it would be a flat sales tax uh, that kind of... So the way that it works is it's a flat sales tax. You, It's all automated. Um, you don't require people. You don't require anything other than the the system to automatically you know take those taxes out of the sales and that's it there's no prebate there's no waivers there's no write-offs nothing so there's no there's no way that people like you know like the democrats holler about is the rich people paying nothing even though that's not true there's no way to get out of paying that sales tax it's already what people pay. People are already paying a sales tax. So it's not adding anything. It's just removing all the other taxes. And what it also does too, is it gives uh, these entities, these government entities, a more stable way of figuring out what their tax or their, I should say, what their income is going to be each year. And it forces them to stick to a certain uh, expenditure. and it, they. The way the way I'd like to see it is basically it's set it's it's such it's written in such stone that it can't be adjusted they can't just jack it up when they want to give themselves raises it is done in such a way that it has to stay we'll say I don't know I I, I would have to do more digging into this issue it I know just enough to have like the talking points but it's not something I'm super versed in uh, probably should be. Um, I would like to see no taxes. I think we can do it all through voluntarism, but you know, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. The, the probate is for people under a certain income who can't, who shouldn't be paying taxes. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think, I think almost anything at this point is far more beneficial to the American people than what we have now um it would reduce tens if not hundreds of thousands of pages of or yeah uh bills regarding taxes and all that crap i mean it's just it's ridiculous um and that money just gets used for trash anyways so let's just get rid of it but there you go that's the anchor calling moment i'll go ahead and say it now the thursday show if you'd like to do an anchor call-in moment for this Thursday's episode, uh, go to anchor.fm slash libertarian. Leave your call-in moment. All right, we're going to get on to the news. So I'm going to cover this article first. And so the article 
here, the way I'm looking at it on the computer, it the headline states, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone too, because I looked at it on my phone earlier. It states, negotiations between Biden and Democrats intensify as the agenda hits stalemate. The way the article was originally written was Democrats scramble to scale back $3.5 trillion tax and spending bill. The original article was published at 12.38 p.m. by Tony Rahm. The revised article was posted at 5.38 and was authored by Tony Rahm, Mariana Sotomayor, and Sung Min Kim. I should have looked at these names before I try to pronounce them. Nice. Um, so the article has drastically changed. The original article uh, discussed how Democrats are scaling back on spending. Um, they're they're trying to find a middle ground. Blah de, blah de, blah. The new article has a little bit of a different tone. It even opens very differently. Uh, so the opening lines here is uh, so this is the negotiations between. Biden and Democrats intensify as agenda hit stalemate. It says negotiations between the White House and top Democratic lawmakers intensified Tuesday as President Biden scrambled to save roughly four trillion in economic incentives initiatives from an embarrassing setback at the hands of his own party. For Biden, the day of diplomacy sought to blunt a fast worsening congressional stalemate and upcoming House vote on a $1 trillion plan to provide to, mm, I can't read. See, I told y'all I can't read. To improve the nation's infrastructure remains imperiled as Democrats clash over the size and scope of a second spending package. So the original blame was more so on, the, the, the original article focused more on House Democrats. This is bringing President Joe Biden into the conversation more. And it kind of, it, it's kind of a fluff piece for him. It's it's beating down congressional Democrats while fluffing him up. Um, the article is not really worth reading. I'll, I'll be honest. It's, 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 talking about why we need to spend almost $4 trillion of stolen money from the American taxpayer. But I wanted to bring this up because the pivot that they made within a few hours, and I assume it's because of certain, you know, pushback or traction that they were getting with the original story is interesting on how quick, like it's the same cover photo. It's the same author. It's the same underlying story. They just changed how it's written and the headline to push a separate narrative, which is interesting because it just shows that they're not covering the news. They're covering what the idea that they're pushing is, which, which is endemic of the entire news system in the United States. It's no longer about giving the American people the information. 
It's about pushing a narrative or a belief or ideas to those people and forcing them or trying to coerce them into believing the same way they do. Fox News does it. CNN does it. MSNBC. Uh, Politico. The Washington Post. I mean, all I would say almost every single major news publication in the country pushes a story or a, an idea over the information. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, and I, I'll go through, and almost the entire article has been changed or altered in some way to reflect a different narrative. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So I found the one section that is actually the same. This is the only thing that they've left in both articles. The flurry of activity speaks to the delicate dance facing Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. As they seek to craft one of the largest spending measures in U.S. history, the task is made only more complicated by the reality of Democrats' own majorities in Washington, which are as powerful as they are limited, requiring party leaders to trade carefully to avoid angering powerful blocks of lawmakers. That was the only paragraph that was left the same in both articles. And more than likely, what's happened here is uh, Mr. Tony Rom come out this hit piece against the Democrats. He, um, he may have been upset because they weren't spending enough. I don't know. I don't know what the change was or the his personal intent behind it. Um, but it was not it was not favorable to Democrats if you look at it from a high spending standpoint. And then these two ladies come in and pretty much rewrite the entire story to make it look more favorable towards Democrats and talking about how they're working together and how there's unity in the Democratic Party, which anyone who knows anything is, knows that's absolute crap. That's not a thing that's going on. <clears throat> so there's another kind of news story that's mm, floating under the radar. And uh, there is a methane tax that is going to be getting pushed uh, along with that 3.5 trillion or 4 trillion, whatever it ends up being uh, infrastructure or reconciliation package, whatever, whatever crap name they want to throw on it. It's, it's fluff spending. It's pork spending. It's all bullshit. None of it matters. Um, and so the, the reports that we see coming out of this now is that this methane tax will target farmers and cattle ranchers and anyone who grows livestock for uh, monetary gain. And it's so vague in the legislation that it may not even just stay with that. If you own livestock for personal use, like I own chickens, me and my wife, we raise chickens for eggs. We may end up getting smacked with a methane tax, which... I'm not going to pay because that's that's the dumbest shot I've ever heard. But the initial reports coming out right now uh, from some legislators across the, the nation 
is that we're looking at potentially $2,800 per head of cattle. $2,800 per cow or bull. $2,800. And you got to think, these are, these are people that already are not doing well. This is a struggling industry. Cattle ranching in the United States is not doing well. Farming in the United States is not doing well. So I, I guarantee you, two things are going to come out of this. Number one, they're going to tax the shit out of small farmers until they can no longer exist. Giving pretty much the sole existence of farming in the United States to the megacorps that run farms like Walmart and, uh, shoot, I had the name and I can't think of it. But there's, a, there's a couple of these big corporations that do strictly farming. Um, the second thing is the price of beef will absolutely skyrocket over this. Um, and they will use this to justify it. These bigger corporations will use this to justify it. And then more than likely, they'll just write it off anyways because these big corporations have the lawyers to write it off. And the IRS has already said multiple times that they will not, they are less likely to go after a large corporation because in the end of the day, it's not worth it. The hassle or the money that they'll spend, you know, in court over it. So it's going to crap on the poor farmers and potentially cause starvation due to the increased cost of protein or cause food shortages. I can't imagine who would want to step in and provide food for people at a lower cost or at no cost, like, you know, food stamps or food vouchers. I can't think of another nation in history that's ever done like food vouchers, like food was too expensive for people to eat and they couldn't eat. So they gave them food vouchers, but yet there was a, there was a problem with food distribution and tens of millions of people starved. I want to say it was back in the thirties, maybe the twenties. Can't imagine when that's happened before. Anyways. So there's also another, uh, there's an opinion piece from the San Antonio Express News by, I'm not going to read that name. I will mess that up and get canceled by everyone for fucking that name up. Well, so, yeah, Steve, it was the Great Depression, but what I'm speaking to specifically was uh, when the communists took over Russia and they were handing out food stamps and they promised people would be eating and then supply lines, turns out, government sucks at distributing food, so people starved. But yet the politicians uh, naturally ate Every single day, three times, four times a day, and did very well for themselves. Just like the United States. And so another part of this uh, this methane tax uh, would tax uh, would blah, 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 blah. so as written now, the tax would levy a fifteen hundred dollar annual fee against energy producers for each metric ton of methane emissions produced. A twenty 
600% increase from last year's costs. I would like to know where this money is going. Because if we're going to tax people for quote-unquote dirty energy use, I would like to know where it's going. And the dirty secret is, is that it's not actually going to benefit against climate change. It's just going to pay for more bullshit spending. The idea that we can tax our way out of things is insane. That's it, it, it's stupid. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This this idea that we're going to take money from people who probably already can't afford it, and we're just going to distribute it amongst the government to spend on uh, like a third of the money that they take in actually makes it to whatever program they're saying it's going for. Uh, I'm guaranteeing you, so let, let's say this this $1,500 annual fee, I'm sure that's going to subsidize these grants that they're giving to these companies to place uh, electric car uh, recharging stations in the middle of the freaking desert in the Midwest. For anyone, like, electric cars are not, long-range vehicles, really, yet. Um, It's not because the charging stations aren't there. It's because the batteries aren't there. The technology hasn't caught up yet. They will. Don't get me wrong. They absolutely will. As long as the government stays out of the way and as long as they're forced to do their own R&D on their dime, you start subsidizing it, Quality product slips. Product becomes trash. You look at look at Ford and Chevy. Their products that they're pushing out now are absolute dog trash because they've been subsidized by the government for so long. It's absolute crap. But yeah, so I guarantee this $1,500 annual tax or this methane tax uh, will go towards stupid crap like that. Things that people don't want. Do you know why there's no electric vehicle charging stations in the middle of the desert in the Midwest? Because nobody wants them there. There's no business that looks at that and says, yeah, this is a great place. We'll make money here. No, that's that's not what's happening. The government says, oh, they're not there. We must do this because people need this. Or if people needed it, they would have done it. If the electric charging stations were needed there, a company would have put them in. They could charge by the kilowatt or whatever, however it's measured. But nobody wants it. That's why no business does it. And maybe three people a year will use those things. Maybe, if that. And and that's not just putting the thing up. That's the maintenance required to to keep those things in shape every time they break running power lines to those things because you're not talking about like just standard you know run-of-the-mill housing uh wiring you're gonna have to have specially insulated wires that go to those things because they're going to be outside but hey <clears throat> global warming will stop as long as we tax people enough 
we're not going to actually do anything to benefit the environment. We're just going to tax the hell out of people and make sure everyone's broke, and that'll stop global warming. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it right there. I just figured it out. That's the plan. If everyone is so poor that they can't fly anywhere, that they can't drive anywhere, that they can't eat meat, that they can't do anything, they're like sucking on bread and water from the, the food lines, the government-run food lines. Yeah, I guess that will end global warming. I mean, it won't because China is not doing anything. Europe is not doing anything at all. Like, Europe has not even tried. Like, they posture and paint it, but they don't actually give a shit. They've not tried once. But no, yeah, that's fine. We'll, uh, we'll tax our way out of it and spend it on giving Congress a raise. We'll, we'll spend it on using him in a domain to steal convalescence homes. We'll, we'll do all this dumb shit. That's, that's what we'll do. It'll make sense. Uh, when we're all dead and gone and historians look back and they'll, they'll think, yeah, this, this made sense. You guys are really figured it out. So yeah, this, this methane tax will be included in this infrastructure or reconciliation package, whatever you want to call it. It's stupid. It's going to cause, it's going to cause people to lose their jobs. It's going to cause businesses to go under and it's going to cause subsidiary companies to go under because these pipelines and things related to this energy uh, system or market is tied into welding like companies that specialize in welding companies that fabricate parts people that do different fabrication people that have jobs related to supporting this industry will lose their jobs so congratulations once again our government sucks and we're all idiots The tax would be felt in the livelihoods of all Texans by targeting petroleum and natural gas industries. The proposed national national energy tax takes aim at the 2.5 million jobs the oil and natural gas industry supports across the state's economy and the 411.6 billion toward the state's gross domestic product that the industry contributed in 2019. With inflation rising, the cost of basic necessities, this new tax will unnecessarily increase the burden on Texas consumers and hinder the state's economic recovery. Texas is a, for the for the most part, oil and natural gas. That's a big part of their GDP. Take that away. Texas is in trouble. There's only uh, so many cattle ranches you can run. And it does seem like they like Democrats specifically target red state economies. But I'll say with this, Republicans do the same thing. Republicans absolutely target blue state economies. They go after things that like California. One of their big GDP items is Hollywood. Republicans are always talking about Hollywood this, Hollywood that, blah, 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 going after that stuff. Even like do you take the politics out of it for a second? We were the only nation, the United States is the only nation that was a part of the uh, Paris Climate Accord that actually reduced its carbon output faster than what the Paris Climate Accord 
required to be a part of. So the UN actually put a subcommittee together that recommended the United States not even rejoin the Paris Climate Accord because we were performing at such a higher rate than all other first world nations on reducing carbon emissions that they're like, you guys shouldn't even be involved. Like y'all got to figure it out. We need to get our shit together. Janice, how about this? I'm a, I'm a pivot into a heartwarming story. If that helps you, uh, if that helps your day, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get off of that topic. We'll go on to this. So once again, I'm since this uh, took place in Oklahoma, for those of you who don't know, I'm running a go. Oh, I don't want to edit it. A GoFundMe to help get me to Oklahoma City to help uh, MC Natalie Bruno's coming out to politics event. Um, the GoFundMe is in the comments. Miss Carly posted it somewhere right here. She posted it earlier on in the video. Can I pin that? Nope. Cannot. Carly, if you're still there, could you please pin that to the top of the video? Please and thank you. Um, but yeah, we need some help uh, getting out there. We need 320 bucks. That's it. It's not a lot. Uh, it's a lot when you do it week after week. But um, if anyone can help share it around or help, you know, donate, whatever, help me get out to Oklahoma, uh, Will and I will do a show together that Thursday on his couch. Thank you. I can't see anything pinned because that's how this application works. But yeah, so you know we're 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 already almost halfway there. We're at 180 bucks. So if we can get that last little push, yes, Eskimo, we will do. If if I if we can reach the 320 bucks quick enough, and I can get these tickets. To get out to Oklahoma, Will and I will do an episode together, live, on Will's casting couch. But we've got to reach the money, and we got to do it quick enough, because ticket prices will go up from here. They're cheap right now, but they will probably skyrocket here quickly. So share it around, donate if you can, please and thank you. Help me out, help Natalie out. If you don't like me, help Natalie, because I was, for some reason, her first pick. Uh, she looked at me and said, that, that guy is who I want to speak at a fancy dinner. Yeah. Anyways, on to some good news. Uh, I promised Janice I would do a good story. This is a good story. This is not depressing. This is a happy story. Oklahoma minister was tackled by a witness who caught him on video fondling a child. The fondling a child part is bad. But this guy... uh. Got in a few swipes before the cops arrived. So in Mustang, Oklahoma, a small town minister has been arrested by Oklahoma City Police, but not before he was confronted and physically detained by an adult who accused him of touching a child inappropriately at a school bus. According to Oklahoma City Police, an adult man allegedly saw and videotaped Michael Eric Coggle, C-O-G-H-I-L-L, I'm probably saying that wrong, who is 33 years old, touching a nine-year-old child inappropriately on the morning of September 22nd as the child and other youths waited at a school bus stop in southwest Oklahoma City. 
why is this a good story? This sounds bad, bootleg. This sounds like some dude was fondling kids. You know why it's a good story? Because there was a good guy there who stopped it from going any further. He filmed the guy, so there's your evidence. He tackled him, so he couldn't do anything else, couldn't get away. And I would almost guarantee you cash money that that guy was a father of children and more than likely gave that minister a couple of uh, couple of sermons, we'll call them, uh, as he's laying there waiting on the cops to show up. Uh, the left sermon, the right sermon. Those are the sermons he probably gave him. Probably gave him a Gave him some love taps. Cargill was identified as the discipleship minister at Lake Lake Homa. Lake Homa Church of Christ in Mustang, Oklahoma. After the arrest, the church released a statement on its Facebook page stating he was no longer on staff there. Shocker. Um, he, uh... It is good to see churches pushing back on this. I mean, apparently they're not pushing back hard enough because it's still fucking happening. But, uh, yeah, any, 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 look, I don't care if you are a pastor who has helped save a million souls. I see you diddling a kid. You, you and God can work that one out, bud. Y'all can. Y'all can work that one out. That's uh, it's not my job to judge, right? Like I'm just, I'm just a man. I've done bad things, and I do stupid stuff all the time. But I let God, I let God sort that one out. Y'all can, uh, y'all can have that meeting, and yeah, I'll, I'll let y'all sort that out. Which, to be fair, this, this, this guy, uh, you know, he let him walk away. Uh, I probably wouldn't have. That'd have been my kid. And I was that dad. I can make a lot of excuses. He came at me. Sorry, he, uh, he he charged at me. I feared for my life, and I put him down. I think I think fondling the kids enough. That should be uh, that should be enough to give him the uh, the old nine mil cross. You know, one, two, three, four. That should be enough. Police said the witnesses told the reporting officer that a child had indicated that there was a jogger who had been coming to the bus stop and touching youths as they waited for the school bus. The man told police the child said, what? The man told police the child said the the guy had touched him on the back and he didn't like the way it made him feel. The witness told police he decided to park his car near the school bus stop on Wednesday to check on what the child had told him. The man said, oh my goodness. Yeah, so he, yeah, he gave this guy an ass whooping. They're not talking about it so far in this article, but they, they're showing a picture of him. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he got a, he got a sermon in, uh, injustice, man. I'm gonna pull this up. I'm going to show y'all this real quick. There is definitely some, uh, oh, come on. There we go. Some hands thrown on this one. You'll like this. 
This makes me happy. There you go. Look at that. Oh, yeah. And I would like to think, look, I, I'm not in support of police brutality. But if the dude's diddling kids, eh, we can let that one slide. You know, maybe the cops got him in the cruiser. He hit his head on the door. He hit his head on the on the plastic seat. And, you know, maybe they uh they hit a few speed bumps, stopped real hard and accelerated. Maybe. But I would say more than likely the dad uh, laid out the rules for him real quick. Yes, wood chipper do go burr. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Where was I at? The man said he saw Cargill jog by the bus stop once before any use had appeared. The witness told police he saw Cargill jog, jog by the bus stop a second time after the children had arrived. The man told police he watched from his car as Cargill stopped and began touching one of the youths. The man videotaped the encounter before confronting Cargill about touching the child. When Cargill tried to run... The witness physically restrained him until police arrived. An altercation occurred between the two men, and Cargo was ultimately forced to the ground by his accuser, according to the police report. Turns out all that jogging didn't do him so good. Uh, when you're uh, when you're a pervert, and you probably he, I would say he probably runs like a pervert with the with the little T Rex arms running. Yeah, catch that ass whooping. I love stories like these. Like I hate, I hate that the kids had to go through this. Um, there is evil in the world, but being able to see people like this catch an ass whooping by average Americans just re- reaffirms my belief that we don't need as much policing. We can handle it ourselves. And those scars that dude's got, he he caught an ass whooping. Um, I don't know how the 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 dad of one of the kids looks. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it really matters though. He uh, he's probably standing ten feet tall and he deserves it. That's awesome. I love seeing this shit. I love seeing these child molesters and I. I should. I don't even want to like start classifying them as child molesters alone. They're they're predatorial. These are people that use a physical advantage against weaker humans to have their way with them. Uh, rapists fall in the same category. People that do sexual assault and rape, same category. They use a physical advantage to manipulate or aggress against smaller or weaker humans. And it's egregious. It's it's disgusting. They're using power that they could use for good, but instead they're using it to violate the basic sanctity of a human being by taking away their identity and their choice and their will and forcing themselves on. But my God, I'm so happy that dude caught an ass whooping. And what's great too is it's a news story. So uh, anyone in the Oklahoma area who would like to send a copy of this article to that local jail, uh, and it looks like it would be in Oklahoma City. I'm sure he's collecting mail. I don't know what block he's in. I don't know what cell he's in. 
But I'm sure we can make a few phone calls. What do y'all think? What y'all think we should uh get a copy of this article and just send it in there to a few of the inmates and make sure that they know who who it is they're hanging out with. Cause once they find out once uh once they find out, it's it's on. It's it's going down. Hey, Janice, I appreciate it. That was awesome. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited about getting this event together. Um, so I do I do appreciate your support on that. Um, and yeah, I really I did really want to do this. Uh, I really want to do this story. It's it's a lot of fun. It's I love like I do all these really depressing ones that get me pissed off and get me sad and make me feel like there's no hope in the world. And then I get to see stuff like this. Where some dad said, hey, you're not going to touch my kids. So I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And then I'm going to call the cops. So, yes, Joe, let's let's do some inmate justice, bro. Let's uh, let's get this article printed out. Let's send it to every inmate in the Oklahoma City Jail. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> no, he won't. That dude's fucked. Actually, I might, I might do that when I'm in Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm definitely saving this story. I'm not, uh, I'm actually laughing so hard and my eyes are tearing up. Oh, that's funny. Who we ain't going to get to all the stories today. That's a first. No, that's not a first. It's happened before, but. So the last article I'm going to go over is the last piece of news. I thought this one was interesting. Um, it's, it's from mother Jones. That's the publication. Never heard of them before. Um, it's not listed as an opinion piece, but it is in fact an opinion piece. Um, it's written by Kevin drum and it's called mad as hell. What is fueling America's political rage? Why are Americans so mad? We Americans sure are angry these days, everyone says. So it must be true. But who or what are we angry at? Pandemic stresses aside, I bet you're not especially angry at your family or your friends or your priest. Well, (laughs) there's some people in Oklahoma that might be pissed off at their priest. Or your plumber or your postal carrier or even your boss. I'll say there's a lot of people mad at all those, but... I digress. Unless, of course, the conversation turns to politics. That's when we start shouting at each other. We are way, way angrier about politics than we used to be. Something confirmed by both common experience and formal research. When did it all start? Here are a few data points to consider. From 1994 to 2000, according to the Pew Research Center, only 16% of Democrats held a very unfavorable view of Republicans. But then these feelings started to climb. Between 2000 and 2014, it rose to 38%. And by 2021, it was about uh, about 52%. And the same is true in reverse for Republicans. The share who intensely dislike Democrats went from 17% to 43% to about 52%. And what's actually interesting is this article goes on to speak about different you know, 
polls that they that people conducted as to whether or not they would allow their kids to marry someone from a different political affiliation. It went from like 12% to like 45 or 30 some percent. Look, it's not all politics. It's, it's, I want to say this. It's not the politics that are pissing people off. Politics have been around since the start of the United States. People have argued about politics since the start of the United States. The problem is the size of government and the amount of force that they can force on people. That is why the politics creates all this animosity and this hatred. Even if there is no power in the federal government, like there's very little power, the states had the majority of whatever's left of power, people would still argue about it. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Like, like That's the idea. We're supposed to have these discussions and these debates and you know, sometimes argue. Sometimes you need to just get it out. But when your politics creates your identity, you are who you are because of your politics. That's the problem. If you, I, I'm libertarian. Like I do libertarian stuff. I talk libertarian lines. I try a libertarian lifestyle. But I have Republican friends. I have friends who are Democrats. I have family that's Republicans. I have family that's Democrats. I don't give a shit. Your politics does not affect me. It's when your politics is used by the federal government or the state government or the local government to force your belief on me. That's the problem. It's not what you believe. Look, uh, let's say Janice, she's, she's talking about man. It's not in a good way. Um, that's probably why I've not heard of it. The People's Republic in California, nice. Um, let's say Janice thinks that anyone who is bald headed should go to prison. That's fine. She can have that opinion. I, I have no problem with that. You can have whatever personal trash opinion you want. But it's when that opinion is used to put people into office or that opinion becomes the federal consensus and it's used to oppress other people. That's when it's a problem. I have tons of opinions on stuff. Like I, I keep I keep harping on this because it keeps getting brought up in different ways. I personally don't support abortion. I, I don't. I think there's better solutions. But I'm not going to say, hey, we should make it illegal. Because number one, it's stupid. It's not going to stop anything. All you're going to do is throw throw women in prison and doctors in prison for trying to better their lives. You're, you're going to create a new class of criminals for nothing more than making a decision. So I don't, I don't support any legislation on it. It's stupid. It's stupid. This entire article talks about how it's the basic fundamental American politics, like individual American politics. That's the problem. It's not. It's really not. The problem is the federal government has A, too much power, and B, this this belief that our opinions are so righteous that we should force them on others. That's the problem. 
you can have whatever opinion you want. If you want to live your life by that, that's fine. If you want to be a devout communist and you want to live in a commune, I 100% support you. As long as you don't force anyone else into it. As long as anyone who wants to be there is there by choice. I don't agree with communism. I think it's stupid. I think it's uh, killed hundreds of millions of people. And I think the only problem with communism is it hasn't killed enough communists yet. But it's your choice, man. I mean, do what you want to do. Live your own life. Just don't force it on me. And that's that's the problem. That's why Americans are angry. Is because things are being forced on us that we don't want. That's the problem. And it just shows how disconnected people are. Theory number one. Here we go. Let's 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 hit the bullet points. Theory number one. Americans have gone crazy with conspiracy theories. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the problem. You remember when uh, the NSA was spying on Americans? That was a conspiracy theory? Ha 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 ha. That's hilarious. It wasn't social media that created our anger or conspiracy theories. It was something much more cold-blooded. There we go. I'm just hitting headlines now. Theory two, it's all about social media. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Things really have gotten worse. Yeah, they have. I mean, we're looking at fucking vaccine mandates. We're, we're looking at forcing people to put something in their body that they don't want. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to go a little over on this show. There's one more thing I want to talk about. That's, right, that's why I did this one first, because there's another article I want to reach into. So what's changed... Public trust in government has plummeted since 1960. Uh, their sh- source is the Pew Research Center. So 1960, it hovered around 75, 74%. And then in the 1970s, uh, going into the 1970s, it almost hit 80%. And then it plummeted. And it has risen and dropped, risen and dropped. But it's around 23% right now, according to the Pew Research Center. Public trust in government is at 23%, but yet the Libertarian Party can't grow. It's fear. It's fear porn. It's fear. Everybody's afraid. Because if we don't vote for Trump, man, the Joe Biden man will win. So we got to vote Trump. But we like everything you say. I might not like one piece of policy you say. I don't blah, blah, blah. Fear porn. Fear porn. Fox News primetime viewership has gone up. I don't care. They can put whatever bullshit they want to on there. CNN can put whatever bullshit they want on there. That's it. I'm not going to go through this whole article. It's like fucking 30 fucking pages. It's crazy. It's like a spread, not a news article. So we're going to go into one last article here. And it was brought up to me very recently by... uh, uh, Where is she at? Liberty Shamrock. She brought this to my attention a little while ago, and I've been reading on it. It's very, very interesting. Army doctor and aerospace medicine specialist, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, calls on the Pentagon to ground all pilots that have taken COVID shots. She is an aerospace medicine specialist. 
She is one of the foremost specialists in the Army for aerospace medicine. If we remember, the reason we're supposed to listen to Dr. Fauci is because he's the foremost specialist on virology or pandemics, whatever you want to call it, whatever name you want to give him. She has called, she has written an affidavit calling on the Pentagon to ground all pilots. Um, it, in the affidavit, or whatever you want to call it, uh, she outlines who she is. It, so it opens up with Article 1, I, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, MD, MPH, FS, being sw- duly sworn, dispose, and state as follows. Uh, it's affidavit. I make this affidavit as a whistleblower under Military Whistleblower Protection Act, Title 10, USC, subsection 1034, in support of the above reference motion as an expert testimony in support thereof. <laughs> yeah, we all have a few names we like to call Fauci. The expert opinions expressed here are my own and arrived at from my person's professional and educational experiences taken in context where appropriate. And it goes on to give her credentials, who she is, why they should listen to her. It goes into talking about how she received a bachelor's degree from the University of Texas and then her medical degree, blah, blah, blah. And she's going through as a a risk mitigation procedure. So what she's stating is that this pilots who have had both shots of COVID vaccine are high risk for, uh, oh, what's, what's the word she used? Catastrophe. Uh, massive, uh, not massive. Uh, yes, it's, it's somewhere in here, but she talks about a catastrophe and risk mitigation and how these multi-million dollar aircraft are being flown by people that have a high risk of blood circulation problems. Um, I will actually go ahead and post the article that I'm reading here. Boop. Um, so you can go through and read it yourself. But she talks about the aircrew training program, which states in section 1-8, accept no unnecessary risk. Uh, will not contribute meaningfully to mission accomplishment or will needlessly endanger lives or resources. And what that means is that this is still not being touted as 100% safe. They don't know what the effects are. They don't know what it'll do to pilots when they're pulling three Gs in a 10, 20, 30 million you know, dollar aircraft. Um, so the science is not settled. Science is never settled. It always is being debated. It is always being argued. And she's so if she actually succeeds in grounding all pilots that have had the COVID vaccination, which, if you remember, the military has required a mandate on everyone in the military getting vaccines, uh, the pilots that have not been vaccinated will be in high demand and their lives are going to suck. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, but it is going to suck for you. Because it's going to be a long day in hell running extra routes. But if she is successful in having all pilots grounded, 
the her course of action that she's requesting is that they go through extensive testing to verify that they are still fit to fly. And if enough pilots fail, I would say, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long did not kill herself. I would assume she loves her life. I don't know her at all. I've never met her. But I'm going to say she did not kill herself. If pilots, <laughs> pilots are getting grounded and fail uh, their their flight physicals, whatever they whatever they go through, or whatever testing she's requiring for them to go back into the sky, she did not kill herself. That's all I'm going to say about that. They, I mean, the the pushback is going to be massive. Um, they're they're going to say no, it's fine, don't worry about it, whatever. Well, in a couple of months, when a pilot passes out from blood circulation issues and crashes a $10 million aircraft in a suburb with women and children, that's on them. But naturally, that'll probably be covered up, and then we'll cover it here when we can get the information out. <laughs> I would say not everyone has received the vaccination yet in the military uh, because the military sucks at doing things because it's the government and they suck at doing everything. With that, I will say two last things. Three last things. Go find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. Like, subscribe, notification bell, all those things. Comment, share, do those things. Go to notarealpodcast.com. Check out our merch store. We got some sweet gear out there. Two of the newest items are Thou Shall Not Fuck It Around or Thou Shall Find Out. Like a, like a certain minister from Oklahoma. He fucked around and I'll tell you what, he found out. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Some great t-shirts. Actually, uh, uh, one of our uh, behind-the-scenes people actually uh, ordered some 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 gear, and it come in, I believe, today or yesterday. She loves it. High quality, and uh, she bought the fuck around and find out one. She loves it. She thinks it's awesome. Go to GoFundMe. Hit that. Help help me uh, get to Oklahoma so I can MC Natalie Bruno's event and make a fool of myself in front of a bunch of rich people from Oklahoma. And if that doesn't sell you on it, Will and I will both be doing an episode from there. If I can get there. With that, I, uh, I'm going I'm to say uh, give a piece of advice. Um, I said I would do this. I've not always done it because sometimes I forget. If you're going to diddle kids at a school bus, don't do it. Just don't do it. Because somebody's going to find out and they're going to beat your ass. So don't do it. Check out our other shows this week. Tomorrow night is Not A Real Veterans Podcast. It is at 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. And then Thursday night, we're still working out the uh, who the guest is going to be Thursday. We had to move some people around. 
It was originally going to be Miss Jess Mears. Uh, she ended up having a, a event that she had to attend, so I understand. Uh, we hope she enjoys her time, but we're uh, working on a guest. Um, check it out. Find out Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. Leave an anchor calling moment. Good night and good liberty. Welcome to episode 5 of 